And this is Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We're going to be studying all about giving glory to God today, which is a very cool subject. But before we do, Taryn. Yes. What have we got for our quiz clue? Nobody's called through yet, so no. it's been a, bit, been a bit obscure so far. That's right. Okay, okay get, so get, we have... Get ready to call, get ready to call, because I think you might get it from this clue. one 800 324 or text us on 0491 or shoot us a message on Facebook. So ready, set, go. The next, the next clue is, in my zeal for Israel and Judah, I tried to annihilate the Gibeonites. There you go. Do you know who that one is? I know the I know the answer to it, but none of these clues. Are, I was going to say, get ready to this clue. No, it's, like, that it's is not, not that easy. It's not the that easy. next clue, Lyle. I think you were thinking of the <laughs> next clue. The next I clue is yet. super easy. No. So, who am I? Yeah. Interesting character, isn't he? Who tried to annihilate the Gibeonites? That's it. A bit of uh, ethnic cleansing and um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, ethnic cleansing taking yeah. place there. <laughs> there we go. There's another word that I'm thinking of and it is just on the tip of my tongue, but it's not coming out. Genocide. That's Genocide. What I was for. Genocide. Well, the Bible is the Bible and it does state, it does tell history as it was. That's right. Unvarnished, yep. unpolished. And uh, this, is one, this is one of the interesting things about the Bible, did you know, that no other ancient document records defeats. Really? Hmm. There you go. You see, if you read the records of the Egyptians or the Assyrians or the Hittites, mm. so forth, you know, great yeah. ancient civilizations. The Greeks too? They, the Greeks, they never recorded history. Ah. Oh. They only ever recorded victories. Uh-huh. Whereas the Bible recorded history. There you go. And history Tells the good little, and the bad, the hey? The good and the bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. read. You can read, read some great stories about, uh, uh, for instance, when um, uh, Ramses the Second went up against. He was an Egyptian pharaoh. Went up against the uh, uh, Assyrians. Mm. And he comes back and he, you know, he's got this great big temple, and you can go there and you can see all of the all of his all of the record there of his great victory over the Assyrians. Mm. And then you can read the Assyrian account, and with a little bit of detective work, you can find that Ramses the Second was lucky to escape with his life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So which account are we going to believe then, Lyle, if they're both saying that they claim the victory? <laughs> yeah, it takes a bit of detective work, detective work, but wow. with the Bible you don't need to do that. You can just take it as it reads. Yeah, yep, that's it. All right, so let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We're going to start in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and we're going to be talking about giving glory to God. So um, just picking up from yesterday, and please do join us with, along with uh, 20 million other people who are studying this passage today. Uh, Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6, the Bible says, I saw an angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach to those that live on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tribe, tongue, and people, or something close to that, (laughs) Um, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven, earth, the sea, and the fountains of waters. And so yesterday we talked about what it means to fear God. Today we're going to talk about what it means to give glory to God. Before we read this passage, let me ask you this, Taryn. How do you give glory to God? That's a really good question. I think um, in my mind, when I think of giving glory to God, I think of um, worshipping okay. God. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when, what do you do when you go to church? 
Yeah. So like uh, singing songs of praise, reading yep. my, like, you know, praying. And, and I guess even um, I think maybe in giving glory to God would be just telling people about the good things that God is doing in my life. Uh-huh. So sharing him with my friends and family and even strangers that I meet along yeah. the way. So, And I think that's probably a very accurate description of, uh, of what we as generally think of when we think of giving glory to yeah. God. Okay. And so, um, yeah, those are those are. I'm going to take it just a little bit t- deeper than that this morning, um, particularly with this passage. And uh, yeah, anyway, hmm. just read us the verse, okay. and then we'll talk about it. Got the verse. So Ecclesiastes chapter twelve and verse thirteen. Mm-hmm. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. Okay, so here the Bible says, "Fear God and do what." Um, keep his commandments. And keep his commandments. And yesterday we noted that Job was somebody who feared God. Oh, you never got to use that word. I, don't I gave you a word. I was thinking, I thought about it as soon as I left here yesterday. I was like, oh, I didn't even use the word that Lyle told me. But then I was like, I don't even remember what the word was that Lyle told me. He feared God and eschewed evil. Eschewed. That's right. Okay, which means to turn away from. Turn so away here's from. your challenge for today, Taryn. Before the radio show is over, I want you to use the word eschewed. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring it back into the English language. We are going to revive this word right (laughs) here on Faith FM. So this is your challenge for the day, listener. Somewhere during the day, I want you to use the word eschewed, which means to turn away from, and just look at the... And just check out the look on people's faces when you use yeah. that word. Send us a message on Facebook. Tell us how it went. Yes, we want to hear about know. your stories too. Your stewed <laughs> story. And it's got nothing to do with making stew. <laughs> it's all about, uh, yes, turning away from something. Okay, so um, Job was somebody who feared God and eschewed evil. He turned away from evil. Here the Bible says that we fear, if we fear God, we keep his commandments. Yeah, and yesterday we looked at how that uh, part of keeping God's commandments is um, um, how we honor God. Yeah, and so forth. What I want to look at now is the connection, the connection that there is between fearing God and keeping His commandments, and giving glory to God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to do so, we're going to go to First Corinthians chapter ten. And verse 31. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. That's the one. Yeah, you got that one for us yep. there, Taryn? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay. So, uh, oh, before I comment on that, mm-hmm. we have a caller coming through. Um, and... The answer that they are giving for the quiz mm-hmm. this morning is Saul. Would that be the correct answer? They are correct. Good Absolutely. work, Saul. Okay, so uh, May, congratulations. You are correct. And we have a copy of the book, 10 Days, coming your way. Uh, well done. And, uh, oh, Desley, sorry, Desley, I got the... I am reading the wrong line there. Desley gave the answer. Oh, good work, Desley. So congratulations, Desley. Yeah. And we will... Um, there. It's another 10 quiz. days of prayer and devotions coming your way. Okay, we were talking about this right here. Okay, verse 31. Wherefore, the, uh, sorry, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, so here's my connection. Mm-hmm. Giving glory to God has to do with things 
that you do. Okay, yep. Uh, and the reason that has to do with things that you do is because giving glory to God is about revealing God's glory in the world. Okay. And when we think of God's glory, you know, for instance, Moses, when Moses uh, thought of God's glory, mm. he sort of um, took it um, a little bit, uh, oh, we've, we've got De- Desley on the phone right now. We'll, we'll go to Desley. Desley, welcome to the show. Hello. Now, Desley, I- I've got an answer to your question. You do, Yes. And what oh, is, his name is Saul. That's correct. Absolutely. We um, we just had that uh, coming through a minute ago. Desley, I'm just wondering. We do a we do a fun thing here on Faith FM every morning where we uh, ask people what they are thankful for. Is there anything in particular that comes to mind that you're thankful for this morning? Um, putting you on the spot. Probably a nice warm home and a beautiful outlook into the backyard. <laughs> That sounds That's fantastic. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much for being a part of the show today, Desley. And uh, yeah, so that was that was Desley, and we're going to have a break now. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so Desley is thankful for a nice warm home and a nice view. It was good to hear from Desley this morning. I have a warm home and a, and yeah. a good view as well. It's a really good thing to have on a... Uh, Cold morning. On a winter's morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. So... Desley probably has a wood fire. Oh, I would love I don't a know, fireplace. I have a wood fire. Yeah. And that's why my home is warm when I wake up in the morning. Oh, it's that's so good. <laughs> okay, getting back to glory here, Lyle. Yes. Okay, so giving glory to God has to do with what you do. Uh-huh. Uh, fearing God has yes. to do with what you do. So these two relate to each other. Yes. They relate to how we live. Uh, Moses, when he wanted to see God's glory, wanted to see God's brightness. Mm-hmm. And we think about God's glory, we think about brightness. But God's glory is his character. Yeah. We can't reveal God's brightness. No. Because we don't have it. And if we did, everyone would die. Yes. <laughs> That's why the Israelites told Moses to put a veil on his face when he Absolutely, came down the mountain from seeing God was, because they were like, I can't even look at your face. It's too bright. They didn't even see God. They just saw Moses. Yeah. yeah. So that was God's brightness. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas God's glory goes far more than just brightness. It's his character. Yeah. In fact, why don't we flip over to that story? That's a great story. Let's go over that story in uh, the book of Exodus. I want to show you something over here about uh, God's glory in relationship to his character because this becomes really important for us who are going to give glory to God. Okay, so we're going to go to Exodus chapter 33, I think it is. Yeah. And we will go down to verse 18. You got that one for us? Yep. And he said, please show me your glory. Okay, so Moses wants to see God's glory. Mm -hmm. He wants to see God's brightness and who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. Because I feel like Moses is asking to see God's glory um, because it's like this mystical thing that he's not too sure about. Like, you know, we've heard about the glory of God, but he hasn't actually seen it with his own eyes or understood it, I guess. So Moses wants to understand God's glory. Absolutely. And so Moses, uh, sorry, God God replies and he said, God replies and God says, I will make all of my goodness pass before you. So Moses says, I want to see how bright you are. 
God says, I'll show you how good I am. Mm, that's it. Because that's what God considers to be his glory. So God's understanding of glory, it's a bit different from ours, eh? Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. And uh, he goes on, I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I'll be gracious to him. I'll be gracious. I'll show mercy to whom I will show mercy. And he said, but you cannot see my face, for no man shall see my face and live. And then God goes on and says, look, I'm going to put you in the uh, in, in a crack in the rock. Mm. And then I'll pass, and then you'll be able to see my back, but you mm. can't look at my face and survive. And he does that, so Moses gets to see his brightness, which, mm. which was what Moses wanted. But God shows him his goodness because as Moses, as God passes in front of Moses, what God does is he proclaims his character, mm. a character of love and mercy and justice and goodness. Mm. He proclaims all of these things as he passes in front of Moses. And then Moses comes down from the mountain. The Israelites can see, this is like, you know, a considerable time later, they can see the glory of God reflecting off the face of Moses. Now, mm. I want you to think about that for a moment. How does a human being glow? Yeah. What, 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 what mm. glow so brightly that you can't actually look at them? That's it. What kind of an experience was this that Moses had? You know, that's, that's pretty amazing. And this is, this is where I think we get a little bit sidetracked by like, wow, that's so incredible. Yeah. That, you know, all this time later and his face is still so bright that they can't even stand they to look at it. can't even look at him. Yeah. Um, and, and we're like, wow, that's the glory of God. But the real glory of God is his character. Yeah. So then when we're told to fear God and give him glory, how do we give God back his character? Well, it's not about giving God back his character. I don't think, unless you've got some yeah, thoughts no, on no, this. No, no, that's okay. This is my no. thoughts. Um, love to hear your thoughts on it. And if you've got thoughts, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 491 but uh, yeah, we'd love to uh, to hear from you on that. Um, I don't think we can give God any glory as human beings in act- in that we are actually giving it physically, mm. um, getting something bright and giving it to God. Yeah, we give glory to God by glorifying Him here on this earth. Yeah, and we glorify God on this earth, obviously not by showing His brightness. We can't do that but by showing his character. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, I agree. And that's our connection to fear God. Yeah. And I think that is shown um, in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Okay. Matthew 5 and verse 16. Actually, that's can you start in verse 14? Yeah, I can. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. This is a okay. great passage. I love this passage. So, Matthew chapter 5 and we're starting in verse 14. And it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So glor- like giving glory to God isn't, it's about us, like God's character in us mm-hmm. shining to the world. Other people seeing God's character through us turning to God and worshipping Him. Absolutely. I think that's how we give glory to God. And it's not about glowing brightly and standing on top of a hill. No, 
no. <laughs> becoming a human, becoming a human um, lighthouse. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It's about showing his character. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Hey, I've got a question. Okay. Because in Paul's uh, passage there in First Corinthians, is like wh- whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So it's all about doing. We know it's yep. about doing. And whatever you do, do to the glory of God. My question is, how do you eat and drink to the glory of God? That's a really good question. Personally. Yes. I'm, I'm just sitting think, here waiting. because. Yep. I'll, I'll just Taren affirm is, your question Taren, and Taren then is, put it back <laughs> on to you. Taryn <laughs> is thinking, thinking, yep. thinking. I'll put her on the spot. That's it. No, I think, I think what it's saying is, you know, um, when you eat and drink, like the food, the foods that you consume, like yes. the, the Bible says that we are a temple of God. It does. So the foods that we consume, are they foods that are going to um, make our temple a more beautiful, holy um, place for God to dwell? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to make us healthier mm-hmm. or is it going to slowly destroy that temple of God? Mm, um, I like that. Answer. Yeah. And also when you eat and drink, it's usually around friends, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think back in the the Bible times, they would have feasts where they would invite all of their friends over to their house and they would eat and drink together. Um, and so I think, you know, in in those moments where um, it's kind of, you know, just fun party times, what how, how are we having fun together with our friends and family while we're eating and drinking? Is it an uplifting experience for them or... You know, do we in our social interactions, um, are we glorifying God through our actions as well? Or or do we put people down or, you know, that sort of thing. So is everything that we do, whether we're, you know, making the temple of God healthier or in our social interactions surrounding food and drink, are we glorifying God in that? Is our actions showing the love of Jesus that he lives in us? I really like that. I, I, I sort of. I think of it a little bit like, you know, as you're saying, our body is the temple of God. And if you think of the temple that existed in the time of Jesus, Mm -hmm. it was one of the most, if not the most beautiful building on the planet. Mm. How do you think God would have felt if you'd have backed up to that temple with a, a garbage truck full of rubbish and just emptied it into the temple? That would not yeah, be honouring, would it? I, I don't think so. <laughs> and the temptation that we have, of course, is to do the same thing with our bodies yeah. on occasions. Um, and so, you know, we, we shove rubbish into our bodies. It's not giving glory to God. But we're going to uh, listen to Carly Fletcher in the name of Jesus. Back in a moment. Salvation in the name of Jesus, in the sweet name of Jesus, just claim His name and His righteousness, He'll stand for you, for He name There is freedom in 
You're listening to Carly Fletcher in the name of Jesus here on Faith FM and we have been talking about the first angel's message of Revelation chapter 14 which is fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come, is come, mm. present tense. Does do, do you like being judged? No, Karen? no, I really don't. I hate being it's judged. It's not my favorite thing. I hate someone like looking at me and judging me. And the other uh-huh. day, right? Okay. Yeah. Not that this is necessarily judging, but I was just sitting there eating my food and my housemate was just staring at me. And then she like started being like, Taryn, your nose is so small. I was like, why are you looking at my nose while we're eating food? Like, leave me alone. Don't look at me. Don't judge me right now. I just need some space. (laughs) What What on earth? Seriously? I know. (laughs) I just didn't really appreciate that. I hate being under scrutiny. I hate it when someone's just looking at you. She was probably trying to say that as a compliment. Oh, she was. Like, that's fine. But don't look at me. <laughs> Don't like just sit there staring at me while we're both eating our food. Like I am trying not to look at you. I can't see anything <laughs> but your nose now. Every time I look at Karen, it's like, oh, it's, she has a small nose. <laughs> there you go. Okay, this is radio, so you can't see Taryn. No. But for those who might be wondering, Taryn has a beautiful nose. <laughs> Thanks, Lyle. <laughs> <clears throat> um. But yeah, no, I, d- I don't that's, like that's, being that judged. Is, that is kind of random. It is so random. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, it is. It is very uncomfortable to be judged. Yeah. And so, but the Bible is full of judgment. Yes. You can read about judgment from one end of the Bible to the other, and God does a lot of judging. Mm-hmm. And we all hate being judged. So if we all hate being judged, why does God judge? Here's an interesting thought. Okay. And this is a question that I've often been asked. If you give your life to God and you're saved, why does God need to judge you? That's a good question. We read in... Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Let's go back over there because we were reading this earlier. Wow, we're going to Ecclesiastes a lot today. Yeah, it's a good book. It is a good book. Solomon had some some very intelligent things to say. It's also a kind of depressing book. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. That's that's in Ecclesiastes, right? It is in Ecclesiastes. (laughs) He was very depressed when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. But at the same time, it's full of really good information because he'd come to a point in his life where things had come into their proper perspective for him. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd finally matured. He'd finally had a reality check, right? Ecclesiastes is a reality yeah. check. It's good for us all to have a reality check yeah. occasionally. Because, I mean, you know, when he's talking about all his vanity, he's like, you know, we build up all this stuff and we collect all this stuff and we do all this stuff and we, we get houses and cars and wealth and whatever else and we accumulate all these toys. It's like it's all vanity. Mm. You know, the real things that matter are relationships. Yeah. And this is the message that really comes out very strongly in the book of Ecclesiastes is that Solomon is getting his priorities in the right in the right place and he's pointing out the foolishness mm. of having your priorities in the wrong place. Yeah. You know, even when he talks about, you know, the dead don't know anything. You know, they, they, they yeah. have nothing more to, forever to do anything to do with anything that is under the sun. Um, their thoughts have perished. Their love has perished. They have no more envy or mm. or hatred or anything like that. It's all gone. Yeah. He's, he's, he's saying, guys, get your priorities right. You've got a life to live here on this earth. Live it to the glory of God. Don't live it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he learned that through experience, didn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. He, he learned Very that one the hard, hard way. Very experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So uh, where are we? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 
14. Okay. We already read verse 13. We did read verse 13. Let's now read verse 14 along with it. So two, the two of them together. Okay, so let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. And verse 14 says, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Okay, so how do you feel about that, Taryn? Mm. God is God is not only just going to look at your nose, <laughs> yeah, and he's going to look at the he's going to look at your nose and go, "That's a perfect nose. I did such a good job." <laughs> he's going to look at all, all, all the secret and, things, and that's in what my he always too. says when he looks at everybody. Yeah, because you know, you notice how body parts go in and out of fashion. Yeah. You know, one year it's, yeah. it's fashionable to have a big nose and the next year it's fashionable to have a small yeah. nose and it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, It just gives just everyone whatever. a chance to just be in fashion. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. I just, it cycles. Yeah. Sometimes you have to wait for like 70 years for it to I'm, cycle. I'm just waiting for the perm to come back into fashion, Lyle. <laughs> like seriously, I have naturally curly hair and I just want that back in. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's, let's bring back the perm. Yeah, I agree. And then... Yeah. Everybody will look like Taryn. Me. <laughs> you, so I, just, I just always assumed you had a perm. Oh, really? No, <laughs> no you I didn't. didn't. That. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, right. Anyway, back to the Bible study. Let's stop talking about my features. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Bible says that God will bring everything you have done into judgment. How does that make you feel? Yeah, not too good. Yeah, insecure, eh? Yeah. Makes me feel insecure. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, that's just sort of like, ooh, okay, really? Every small thing. And the question is, why? Why does God do that if we are saved? Why does God judge saved people? Uh, does God not know that we are saved? I mean, he knows that we're saved. He, he did the work to save us. So why does he So why does he then judge us? Oh, you're really putting me on the spot. No, I am, I am, <laughs> because I get asked this question all the time. And the answer is that the judgment is not about God finding things out because yeah. he, already he, already knows. Knows. he already knows. The judgment is all about making sure that sin never comes back again. Yeah. And so when God's going to save somebody and condemn somebody else, the universe who watches on, you know, they'll see someone like, that was a really righteous person and God condemns them. Is like, what? Why did you do that? And if God leaves a seed of doubt somewhere in the universe, mm. sin is coming back. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's inevitable. So yeah. God wants to deal with sin once and for all. Yeah. So how does this judging process, like when he judges those who are saved, does he acknowledge the evil that it is and then be like, but Jesus' ah, blood yes. covers it? Is that I'm, how I'm, it works? I'm so glad you asked this okay. question. I'm so glad you asked this question. Because it all comes down to what is recorded in relationship to your life. Yeah. If you look at the sanctuary service, this is what you have. In the most holy place, you have the Shekinah glory of mm -hmm. the Father. Yeah. Underneath the Shekinah glory, you have the Ark of the Covenant, in which is the Ten Commandments. Yeah. The Ten Commandments says the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. So the Ten Commandments are saying every human must die because every human has broken the Ten Commandments. Yes. In between those two, do you know what comes in between God the Father and the Ten Commandments that say you must die? The mercy seat. And on the mercy seat, what is sprinkled? Is it the the blood of the blood? The of the sacrifice, the sacrifice yeah. which is a symbol of Jesus. So when God looks down at the record of our sins, yeah. he sees the blood of Jesus. Well, that's amazing. That's a great thought That's right encouraging there. for us. Okay, so it? when God looks at, mm -hmm. as it says here, every secret thing, mm -hmm. every work in your life, both good if and you are evil. covered by the blood of Jesus, 
He is going to see all of the righteous things that Jesus did through mm-hmm. you, and that's it. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. I, I am super excited for God to read the record of my life yeah. because I'm covered by the blood of that's Jesus. That's it. We don't have to be scared of the judgment, do No we? insecurity it's there. It's a good thing. Absolutely. What do we got coming up there, Taryn? We have Fernando Ortega with All Flesh is Like the Grass. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this song. All flesh is like the grass The grass withers and fades away All flesh is like the grass The grass withers and fades away The glory of man like a flower that shrivels in the sun and falls The glory of man like a flower That shrivels in the sun and falls But the word of the Welcome back to Faith FM. You're here with Taryn and Lyle. Someone has already called in for our Who Am I quiz today. So we have now a question from one of our 
callers, one of our listeners today. So, Lyle, are you ready for this? I hope so. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Has Have any humans ever been to heaven and seen it? Okay, so this is a really good question. And uh, somebody may have misunderstood something that I said the other day. But anyway, be that as it may, uh, there are a number of instances in the Bible where people record what it's like in heaven. Okay. Okay, so the book of Revelation is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. And so in vision, the Bible says that John was in spirit in the spirit on the Lord's day. Of course, that was the Sabbath day. The yep. Sabbath day is the Lord's day. So John was in the spirit on the Lord's day and he received the vision of Revelation mm-hmm. and then wrote down what he saw. Yeah. Now, as a part of that vision, he saw the throne room in heaven. Mm-hmm. He saw the New Jerusalem in heaven. Yeah. He even saw the measurements and dimensions of the New Jerusalem in heaven. That would have been just astounding. Yep. Uh, how do you see something like that? I mean, the the uh, this is a city that is a square city, and on one side of it, it stretches from here to Adelaide. Yeah. That's a big. That's a. Big it's it's a cube. It's not even square. Like it's as wide as it is tall, right? That doesn't make it a cube. Oh uh, well. Okay. Sorry. It could be a pyramid. Oh yeah. Right here. I don't think it's a pyramid because. Of but, a whole bunch of other reasons, but, it, but it it's as be. wide as it uh-huh. is tall. Yeah, but anyway, be that as it may, that's 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 not the issue here. This is a really big place, and so John obviously had a very very detailed description that he saw while he was in the spirit. Uh-huh. Another great example of that is Ezekiel. Mm. So if you read in Ezekiel chapter one, Ezekiel had a vision of the throne room of God, and he saw God on his throne. He saw you know the four living creatures right there. He saw wheels that were living wheels, eyes, wheels yeah. within wheels, full of eyes. <laughs> Um, these are, you know, obviously creatures that are very alien to us, but I'm super excited about seeing one yes, day and meeting and having a conversation sure. with. Um, and so you've got Ezekiel's vision. You've also got the vision that Paul had where he couldn't tell whether he was in the spirit or whether he was bodily taken up to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he describes going into the third heaven and third heaven, of course, is where paradise is. Yeah. And he said that he saw things there that were so amazing he couldn't even write he it down. He couldn't even explain it. Yeah. yeah, he just couldn't even explain it. Yeah. And so we don't actually have a record of what Paul saw in uh, vision in heaven. On top of that, you then have those who have gone to heaven and not returned. Yes. And so Enoch, uh, the Bible says he was 300 odd years old and God took him. Mm-hmm. It says no more details than that. Yeah. Uh, we have the story of Elijah. The Bible says he was taken up into heaven in a chariot of fire. That's pretty exciting. I would have loved to have seen that. Super exciting. Yeah. You have the story of um, Moses, how he was resurrected. The Bible speaks about that in the book of Jude. And so Moses was resurrected. And, of course, it was both Moses and Elijah who met with Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. One to symbolize those who would go to heaven without ever seeing death. One to symbolize those who would be resurrected from the dead. Yeah. And to show to Jesus that his sacrifice would be sufficient for both. Yeah. Then you have another group spoken of in Revelation chapter 4 and 5 referred to as the 24 elders. Wow. A very mysterious group, but we do know this, that when Jesus died, there was a whole bunch of people that were resurrected, went into the city, and then vanished. Wow. So, so we assume they may be the same group of people. There are people here. who have seen heaven then. There are definitely people who have seen heaven. That is actually a real thing. But we need to uh, continue on with our show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, my name is 
That was Jaden Levick with I Surrender All here on Faith FM. And you've got something. You've got a book sitting here in front of you, Taryn, that I've not actually seen before. I do. Hey, I just went into the prize box. That you know, prize box, box is a box came. of goodies. It is. And I found another goodie today. This is a book called Secrets Beyond the Grave, Signs, Miracles and Wonders. Oh, cool. Because that really does go along with what we were just it talking go- about. It goes along perfectly, doesn't it? With, uh, you know, Paul and his uh, yeah. experience of going to paradise and, yeah. and, and John and Ezekiel and these other guys. So what are the secrets beyond the grave? Do we get to see heaven when we go beyond the grave, Lyle? What's happening there? Mm-hmm. This book will tell you. Absolutely. We'll give you some answers. This is by Dwight Hall, I see. Dwight Hall, yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I was, you know, I was thinking Dwight Nelson, but this is Dwight Hall. Yeah, different Dwight. So, different Dwight, <laughs> but a great author. Yes. Really, really good yep. author. So, should and, be uh, really good. So, that is for who, Lyle? The first caller in yes. or the first person? The first person caller through and our numbers are, let me, let me practice okay. this. Okay. We've had someone, a couple of people say that Lyle doesn't fast. speak slow enough. So he's going to have a practice of saying the numbers slow. They want, they're like, chill out, Lyle, relax. Yeah, calm right. your farm. Here it comes. 1-800. Got that written down? Yep, yep. 1-800. 324. 324. 843. 843. Hey, okay. there's a really easy way of remembering it. 1-800-FAITH-FM. I was trying to do that, Lyle, but... There's not like there's too many. It works. Words, too many letters for the amount of numbers. It works. Okay. It works. Um, Or you can text us on zero four nine one. Yep. Zero six four. Yep. Six six nine. There we go. I think Lyle did it well today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hopefully so you've all got it written down. Hopefully now. you can all save, remember those. Save numbers. it in your phone so when I say one eight hundred three two four eight four three, um, you'll just go, oh yeah, Faith FM, and push the Faith FM button on your phone, and away you go. That's perfect. I should just save it into my phone so I can give you call up and, and give uh, you a hard time. Give you a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah harass you right. on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one. That's exactly what Karen <laughs> would do. I know <laughs> the wickedness of thine heart. Yep, that's right. Well. <laughs> I'm going to try and eschewed from that for a while. Oh, well done. There it goes. There you go. She made it. <laughs> With 35 seconds to spare, she has worked that word into the show. <laughs> Today's challenge has been accomplished. Yes. Right here on Faith FM, you heard it live right here. She used the word eschewed. See if you can do it today and let us know how you go and how people react. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, of course, uh, we've got... Um, Anything else you'd like to know about uh, Faith FM or studying the Bible, then you can give us a call on those numbers. We always love to hear from you guys and uh, be the first caller through. You'll get the book. But right now, we have some more great programming, so don't go anywhere. 